Kitty. Hi. Welcome back to the Gen X Voice podcast. I am so excited to be here. I am so excited about the topic that we're going to unpack today. But uh, just a reminder to our listeners that uh, Valerie is the original Valley Girl. And you, I don't know if you know this, uh, Valerie, but um, it is one of the top 10 most downloaded episodes in the past year. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's totally awesome. So um, so for those of you that uh, want to hear all about how um, the San Fernando Valley like totally was in the back, uh, you know, in the early years, um, or at least when Valerie was there as a little kid um, before the big 80s Valerie girl movement occurred. I'll put a link in the show notes for you all um, because it is definitely a wonderful episode. And as like I said, it's one of the fan favorites. So um, well, thanks to the fans then. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we're talking all over the world, Valerie, I don't know if you know this, but we, you know, just a shout out to my listeners that are in Colombia, Argentina, um, India, uh, Brazil, um, all over Canada and Iceland, um, Ireland, all of you guys in the, in the UK and Europe. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and all over the United States, I think there's only four States that haven't jumped on board yet, but we're going to work on that. We'll, wow. We'll that's have, amazing. They listen to us in Alaska. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so your story is being shared all over the, the world, which is really cool because, um, you know, I, I don't know what people think of Southern California, you know, if they have like the certain idea. So if you're curious about that, again, I'll put a link in the show notes, but my dear auntie is back for a subject that we've kind of, we've kind of been talking about this for a while. So we, and, and just for the listeners, Valerie, remind us again, what generation you, um, you, you are and, and identify with. Mm-hmm. Well, I do believe I would be considered part of the baby boomers. And um, I was born in 1954. Um, so besides that, just making me old, um, that's, you know, part of the baby boomers. And, you know, they they had have, I should say, a certain, you know, a work ethic and, and a, a, you know, as every generation does you know, something about them that that's special. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And also being um, really quantifiable as the boom of baby births that occurred after World War II. So right. I read an article recently that stated that, um, and, and shout out to Ermi over at the Eternal Paradigm for um, putting it in front of me, that basically your generation's the last actual identifiable generation that every label that has been put on generations subsequently um, is pretty flippant and isn't really attached to, um, you know, like a real thing. It's Mm. actually more of a marketing strategy, but that's why we love having different generations on the podcast here at Gen X Voice, because that's kind of one of my things that I've always liked to kind of unpack is, are we all really that different? But apparently your generation really is that different because <laughs> you really have a historical backing to why that phenomenon occurred. So, um, but 
the, so, so yeah, we'll get right into it. Cause you've got your llama shirt and I didn't show you my, my llama, um, PJs. Um, I'll have to show them to you later, but, um, they're little llamas with, with, uh, saguaro cactus. And cause we, we've been, we've been in love with llamas and have talked about llama mama and, um, and, and, and just everything for a long time. And then That's one right. day we were like, all right, and I don't even know why we like them so much. Well, they're soft. And mm-hmm. when I wasn't a vegan, I was really into the clothing that was made of their fur and, um, and things like that. But, uh, also Tina in, um, Napoleon dynamite is a funny right. character. Um, <laughs> eat your food, Tina, you know, popping like <laughs> over some, like what I imagine is like a green bean casserole <laughs> on the dirt, you know, like, I don't know. Um, but, uh, what, what, what do you like about llamas or is it just, they're just so cute or what? Yeah. Well, I, like you mentioned the, you know, you can make uh fabric, uh, you know, all kinds of things out out of their fur and you don't have to kill them to do that um and they're you know for the most part they're they're really sweet you know and and there's you know different kinds of animals that are you know all kind of fall under the the llama title and um one thing that that you and I laughed about when uh, we were talking one time about this that in fact the the llama species is has a scientific name of wait for it llama glama <laughs> and i think that's awesome <laughs> oh, so or what we like to say llama glama what up well that y'all? too <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to make it rhyme <laughs> yeah no i love that it's so funny i did not even believe you when you said that to me i was like and then i was like wait maybe i have heard that Um, they're, they're like the quiet, gentle, um, soul that like really helps a lot of, um, specific kind of indigenous people around the world thrive. Like for instance, in the Himalayas, Mm -hmm. um, South America and near the Andes, um, mountains. Um, and so they're kind of a little magical in that way too, because those are kind of places where, we as Americans only dream of, of visiting. Um, right. And can be kind of mystical in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Those cute eyelashes and, that are like camels. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should, we should um, hope that we would ever have eyelashes like that. Now well, they do, they can get, you know, ornery at times, but um, you know, and they'll spit and stuff like that, but that they have to be pretty provoked before that happens. Which is why we decided that we were more like llamas than goats. That's right. Absolutely. And we're yeah. so excited to share this with you. I, I talked about it with Sharon in last week's episode, and she was so stoked about this. So Sharon, if you're listening, <laughs> um, we'd like you to join our llama pack. But um, for, for listeners, um, Goat, of course, has become synonymous with Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant and, you know, Vanessa Williams and, um, you know, all these amazing athletes, greatest Mm -hmm. of all time. And, you know, we talked a little bit about how society um, has really been for a long time, um, you know, like 
shoot for the, the, you know, the moon and you'll land among the stars or whatever that saying is. And like, you know, be the best drive, the strive, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, you know, better. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you know, we drink more coffee and, and, and now we can take calls on our phones and, 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 you know, we can have meetings in our cars and traffic on the way to work and, you know, all of these right. things. And it's like, you know, climb that corporate ladder and who wants to be a program manager for the rest of their lives when they could be a provost or a CEO. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we talked about how, uh, you know, goats are, you know, kind of kick in, you know, just the animal aspect, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. they kick around, they're climbing trees, they're getting mischief and all these things. (laughs) And, um, and they work hard, right. A lot of them worked on farms back in the day before we Mm -hmm. A lot of horses and um and llamas are lots more slower, easygoing. So we adopted the llama and decided mm-hmm. that that was going to stand for living life as moderately, um, moderately achieving. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know the funny thing about that is uh, is that people like you said nowadays for sure they they're like they're taught almost from the from the cradle you know, got to achieve, got to go to college, got to, you know, make that money, you know, all of that. And the funny thing is, is that, yes, we need those kinds of people, definitely. But who really is accomplishing all the work that, that, you know, makes things happen? Um, It's the, you know, the, the moderate achievers, you know, that so happens that that works with our with our llama life, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think? What, what, we're, well, I know, what we're talking about now, of course, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I kind of think of it too, as like a, like a, um, like a jack of all trades, master of none, um, things like that. And there's a place for those people. As a matter of fact, most of the people um talking about in the United States right now but you know they're the moderate achievers but they but they get things done and that's important there has to be you know some recognition of people that that are in that position and I don't think it's a degrading or or anything and I, and I think it's something to celebrate so I'm I'm now middle-aged and my whole life, I have been like, I've got to go to college or, I mean, not always, but I have, uh, you know, dabbled in the straight A universe and being the best and, you know, and then being in jobs where it was like, oh, I don't really want to be the front desk agent. I want to be the manager. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, if I was a teacher, I was like, how do I become the principal? And and I, I and actually in my academic career went on that trajectory of like, okay, not only am I going to get this degree and get certified to be a principal, I'm going to go for my doctorate and become a superintendent. Like I was looking at, you know, the very farthest that I could take my um, my career um, mm-hmm. and, and, and somehow not being now granted, I've, and I always talk about this, the pay was terrible as a classroom teacher. Um, but, um, I, one of the things that we were talking about is just celebrating that middle ground mm-hmm. and, um, and, and being okay with that, because for me, um, it was really hard for me when I put in the 18 hour days, six days a week for 
three, four years and didn't get the director position that I had been gunning for, for those years when I got to the university and, and it, and it destroyed me. It was like, um, it was, I had to go through a, a, a real grieving process. Mm-hmm. There was anger and sadness. And, you know, I think that what Valerie and I want to do for you guys, listeners is, um, we want to try to get you to not have to feel that way. And mm-hmm. the only reason I can be on the other side of that now and, and jokingly and lovingly embrace that llama life again, that's living life as moderately achieving y'all mm-hmm. um, rather than greatest of all time um, is because of you and how you really have been um, in your career. Now you're retired. And so you don't have to worry about this anymore, but you really, um, you really stuck it out and you didn't quit and you didn't, um, well, I don't know if you went through a a deep depression, but I mean, how, how did you get to that point where you were like, this is going to be okay. I mean, like you said, you didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. Um, you weren't like, how, how did that come to be in your life to be Mm. that llama llama mama that you are today? (laughs) Well, you know, I, I did get, um, you know, a hard work ethic from my family. And I saw my dad, you know, work hard. He had his own business after a while. Um, and, and I just thought, yeah, that's okay too, because he was successful. Um, he had, um, a, a family that he loved and that loved him and people loved him. And so, when I would see that, I would think, yeah, that that's okay. Now, when I, when I started um, my career in banking, um, I wanted to take that work ethic with me so that whatever position I was um, in, whether it be as a teller or, um, you know, an officer of the bank or a new accounts person or whatever, I wanted to do the best job that I could in that position, because that's what my dad would do. And um, did I get frustrated? Absolutely. Um, I remember there was one point where um, the operations manager of the branch that I was working in, she wanted to put me in um, a a position of authority as an assistant operations manager. And I kept thinking, no, I don't want to do that. But then again, I need to kind of advance my career and get more money and stuff. So I let them sort of push me into that position. And about six months after that, I had decided that it was it was not making me happy. It was totally stressing me out. I didn't like it. I didn't like having to deal with the personnel issues and, and really it was knowing my own limitations. And, and so that continued to happen through my career. But I, at that point I did step down from that position because I felt I wasn't qualified. And so, you know, I kind of learned a lesson from that to, to listen to, to me, to my voice and know my limitations and don't let anybody kind of bully me into, you know, something that I don't want. And, um, and that happened periodically in my career throughout banking. And um, I, I ended up at, at the end of my career um, having a really good reputation for being a hard worker um, uh, sort of the troubleshooting queen, 
Um, and, and I was proud of that. Now, did I make a whole lot of money doing it? No, I made a decent living. Um, and, um, the, um, oh, I just lost my thought, but, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's okay. Easy to do. Just, yeah. You know, it just, again, you know, being, you know, moderately achieving goals, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's what I found throughout my career. If you do that, if you work hard, you know, and, and be happy with yourself um, and satisfied with your work, then, you know, other people will see that too. Um, again, you know, you may not turn out to be the CEO of the company, but you can, you can still be happy. But, you know, I, I really love that you said that someone else was kind of pushing you to, to do the thing. So my, my desire to go to college was always internal. It was definitely intrinsic. It was just, I loved school so much. Um, but like I was telling Sharon last week, I didn't really have a goal after that. <laughs> so all yeah. the other goals that kind of came into my life, I think were, um, even though I wasn't really close to him at the time, they were these sort of echoes of being with my grandfather from 12 to 18 and, and where, you know, it was like, well, let me know when you're on your doctorate. Well, let me know when you're a director, <laughs> you know, it was always kind of these, like, um, these, the, the, he kept moving the goalpost on me. Right. And and it was like, you weren't good enough, you know, yeah, at that, well, whatever point that. you, re, yeah. And then you had, he felt that you needed to push yourself farther for, you know, more lofty, you know, positions and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I mean, he even said when I was in high school that I was nothing in his eyes without, uh, making straight A's never minding the fact that I was in California state finals twice for tennis, for doubles tennis, mm -hmm. and once for track. Um, I was in marching band as a flag girl. I did, I was the captain of my cross country team. Um, he never came to any of those events. And, you know, that was kind of where my passions were at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and, but another thing I wanted to say too, so aside from having outside influences uh, determine how much you should achieve and, and whether you should be a goat or a llama, um, one thing that I always think about, and this is something that you helped me through during the, the, the devastation of not getting that that director position, um, was I'm going to get a little teary eyed because I just, it, it hits me so hard and listeners, I really hope if you're kind of straddling with these issues yourself, maybe you're a little type a ish like me, but you have a lot more type B tendencies, um, as, as you start to get to know yourself. Um, you said that as long as you had your home and your husband and your dogs and cats, um, to come home every night to mm -hmm. that, that was where your joy was. It wasn't right. your identity at work. It was your home. Just like you said, your dad, um, mm -hmm. was such a good person. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, yeah. and that, that means so much. So what I think that what happens is so many people try so hard to achieve, 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 and everything else in their life is empty. Right. That's, that's so true. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I really believed what, I, you know, and, and to, to this day still believe what I told you that, 
you know, your home and your relationships and your family and that sort of thing. Those are really the most important thing, um, you know, that you should focus on and find joy in. Um, and, and the rest will follow as, you know, it, it it's probably, I mean, some people may be hearing this for the first time and they can't even conceive of, um, you know, not being uh, a high, high, high achiever. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you want to be a doctor, then you should be a doctor and you should or go to CEO school and do that. Or any of that stuff. We, yeah. We're really talking to the people who have been told their whole life they need to shoot for that and 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 have found out that that's not their personality type and have to come to terms with that. Right, right. Yeah, so true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's so, it's so... Um, well, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I want to get back to, you know, that whole thing. And because when you said that to me, it, it really, it really resonated with me because remember how many times I wanted to quit because I didn't get that director position mm-hmm. and, you know, they don't see my worth. And, you know, I did all of this and everyone got promoted, but me, oh, it sounds like Gigi's speaking. Yeah, out. yeah she is. <laughs> She's a mama. Um, you know, she's never going to be a show dog or, you know, that's right. Exactly. (laughs) But she's loved and cared for and, um, just brings us so much joy. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's like your purpose, you know, well, and, and you, you know, you encouraged me not to quit because you kept having me go back to, I'm in this beautiful apartment that I love. I, you know, I love my balcony that overlooks all these pine trees. I'm in a really great neighborhood. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have to worry about, you know, people selling drugs all around me. Although the ATF did come and bust my neighbor a couple of years ago. Uh, so drug dealers are everywhere, even, even in the nicer neighborhoods, but, uh, uh, but, but I mean, just that safety factor of feeling good. Like I've, I've lived in some pretty scary and, and gross places where, you know, the ceiling came, Oh, there there goes savvy. It's, Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's like, they're speaking to each other. Yeah, Uh, That's so funny. Um, (laughs) and, and you kept saying, you know, like you've got this wonderful dog and cat that, you know, and, and I would just, I would just really come home and I would just, I would just look, I would take, I take it in when I'd open the door, Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. just like look around and be like, okay, this, this is success. Right. I didn't always have this. And I have this lifestyle now that Mm -hmm. I don't have to work 18 hour days and six days a week. So I can have a dog and, and enjoy these walks and hikes and adventures and do all these things rather than working all the time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people they're, you know, um, the type A personalities, you know, like you mentioned before, and, and, you know, they, they like working, you know, from early hours till late, you know, in the evening, um, you know, and that's kind of a different thing, you know, um, I mean, that's, that's not, that's just not me either, <laughs> because I do want right. to come home and enjoy my life at home, because that's what really matters. That's what's going to always be there, you know, um, after you, uh, you know, change your job or retire higher, um, you know, that job, it, 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 it's, it's not meant to 
necessarily bring you the joy that your family relationships or your friends, you know, because friends can be family, obviously, we know that. And, um, you know, those are the things to, to focus on. And, and, you know, those people don't want to hear you, you know, moaning and groaning about how, you know, necessarily, um, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, you should talk to your close friends, you know, and if you, you know, if you need to, you know, talk something through or whatever, but, you know, it's not good to burden them with all of your troubles from work necessarily, you know, right. now I'm not saying I've never done that. Of course I've done that. I've come home and I've, you know, cried. And, and I remember one time I made, I made a mistake at, at the bank and, you know, which ended up costing the bank some money and I was devastated and I came home, I was, you know, felt depressed. I, I cried and, you know, all of that because I felt like I let people down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those things are going to happen. I mean, it's, you know, if you're living the llama life, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to have any problems. Right. Like that you're free from any sort of you know, care in the world or anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, or from responsibilities and, you know, ownership of mistakes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it takes a while sometimes to, to learn, to learn that, you know, to, that it's okay. If you don't go to college, it's okay. If you, um, you know, aren't the CEO, it, it, it's okay if you know you're happy being you know um a, ho- a host at a at a restaurant let's say mm-hmm. and i'm talking about you know for younger people you know with jobs and you know first jobs and stuff like that i mean you have people that are in the service industry that that's what they've done all their life and they enjoy it yeah and and the, and it shouldn't be looked down on and and i know that in um at least in my generation like uh it was, it was, it was really talked about a lot about like, Oh God, I'm never going to work this job forever. Like kind of looking mm-hmm. down at um, what, what sharing termed lifers, you know, right. and, and, yeah. kind of, and I never understood those people, you know, when I went to the university and there were women, you know, um, much older than me who were still program managers um, after, you know, a decade or more, I was like, how in the fuck could you possibly, <laughs> that sounds so demeaning and degrading. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also projected all these things onto them. Like they must not really work that hard. Mm-hmm. Of course mm-hmm. I was a product of my grandfather, you know, who, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, all of these, uh, all of these sort of really negative, um, narcissistic, sociopathic kind of voices, um, of, of leaders. And I use that term really loosely because I'm using Mm -hmm. air quotes, um, Mm -hmm. who really looked down on people like that. And I was totally, uh, I totally fell prey to that and was like, Oh God, like, God, if you're with a company for 20 years and you're just a manager, like you must be such a loser or you spend your whole life in the classroom and you, you're never a principal, like, you must have a rich husband and just Mm. like, you know, whatever. Um, But now I'm like kind of coming to terms with the fact that like those people that have a director and, um, and above jobs, they have a different personality than I do. 
They mm-hmm. have a different drive and my God, are they stressed? Yeah. And the, and like you said, like it is all about work. You know, I see my director answering emails at 2 a.m. Mm, I get up at yeah. 2 a.m. I'm just going to watch Netflix. <laughs> you know, like it's not a big deal for me. And, and I started my, just my whole energy shifted. And I was kind of like, wait a minute, like this is, it's kind of nice to get off at five. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be done with it. Like, right. Do, do my student workers text me, you know, all throughout the day and weekends? Of course they do, but it's usually like, you know, how do I do the thing or where's the thing? Or, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's not, it's not usually, you know, usually they, they wait till Monday morning or whatever, but, um, it's, it's such a different life. Like, um, it is. and, and I, and now I appreciate that. And I'm like, gosh, if this is, Cause I still get a 3% raise every year. Hell. So yeah. I may not ever get to a hundred thousand dollars, which means I may never pay my student loans off. Um, but I can, I can still kind of live this sort of, um, stress less. Well, it's stressful. more joyful. It's yeah. more joyful. Yeah. For, and especially like we were saying for us, we have a uh, very different priorities. So my priorities are like the podcast and adventure time and coming out to see you and doing stuff with you and, and Mike and, you know, hanging out with Michael and Dana, you know, and mm-hmm. talking to my friends on the phone. Like I really like having the energy to be present. Right. Those things instead of constantly, like, like you said, talking about my job, worrying about my job, crying about my job, feeling so terrible all the time about my job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you're not happy. And I just didn't, I hated seeing you like that when I knew that later on in your career, it wasn't going to really matter, you know? Well, so, yeah. It's, how easy is that for you to say now as a retired person, like, Think of the worst days that you had in your job and how, how much does that matter to you right now? Zero. <laughs> you, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it, it, in the long run, none of this shit means anything. It's well, and, the, and that is so true. I mean, you know, Mike even used to say to me, so um, hundred is how is this going to make you being upset about this situation, how is that going to make you feel in five years or in 10 years? And, and listeners, I probably won't what even don't remember know, it. what you don't know, listeners, is that my uncle, her husband is like our, he's like a guru. I mean, this yeah, guy, he's a Zen master. He's a Zen master. He's taught us a lot. And, uh, you know, we, we've been wanting to get him on the show, but he's always too busy, uh, you know, doing ping pong and, and living life. Like we yeah. can't pin him well, down. That's, and- that's where he is right now. As a matter of fact. Course he's, it is. Yeah. He's playing ten- table tennis with his friends. And, um, and I love that, that he yeah. does. That, so. And, and he embodies that whole moderately achieving, um, where he, he was able to figure out how do I get to surf during the day? <laughs> instead of being a manager at McDonald's, he decided right. to be a pool cleaner and then was smart enough to just turn that into his own business. And like, right. I mean, so he's, he's kind of in between a, a llama and a goat because that's freaking life goals right there. Right. Like right. your own boss, <laughs> but to be able to be as chill, I mean, as possible, like it was just incredible, but for the rest well, of it, 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 it was, it's so funny because you know, being a pool cleaner, you know, you, he had 
all different kinds of customers and, you know, and some weren't that nice. And, um, you know, they would sort of view him as like a lowly servant, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of, but, um, you know, over the years, we, we were able to save enough money to have a very happy and comfortable retirement. And I feel like, okay, you know, so who's the smarter person? Right. To me, it, it's hands down my husband, even though he's frustrating at times. And I know he'll be listening to this podcast and he knows it, but I'm frustrating <laughs> at times too. We love so. you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but he is his Zen master. You're right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like, what a great question to have asked you, like how, how is you feeling so upset and so, and, and the thing that, that is so interesting. So if you all choose the llama life, let me tell you what I have to say about that. I've lived the life of being tortured by what I've said at work, by what others have said about me at work, um, you know, my productivity, my lack of, you know, uh, respect or, or being promoted. Um, once I let go of that, it is such a peaceful life Yes, because he's so right at the end of the day, what I was so stressed out about five years ago, isn't, it doesn't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even exist. I mean, right. and, and it was so, I lost a lot of hair. Um, I'm, I'm much whiter than I used to be, but I've been grind for since I was 23, but, um, <laughs> but, but I, you know, got a lot more wrinkles, um, you know, just the, the amount of, um, just stress and fear. And that's, and that's another thing too, is that, you know, fear is such a big driver. Yes. Um, so, you know, you're afraid if you don't achieve, you know, uh, are you dispensable? Are you, um, are you going to be able to afford to stay in the place that you live? Are they going to fire you? You mm-hmm. know, whereas if you're just moderately achieving, like everyone's like, oh, dependable Trish. Oh, exactly. Look how great. We can always, Valerie's not going anywhere. Like, right. Um, and then, you know, that's, that's a. Uh, kind of, it's kind of like the silent, like a ninja, like you're just silently, um, doing your thing, doing your thing and kicking ass with no need for a ribbon or thank you, or you're the best, um, or any of that. So being a llama is also being okay with, um, people also not recognizing you as an achiever. Right. Right. And being okay with that. Like they're not going to, you know, there's not going to be a room or a building named after you when you leave. Right. Um, and and well, yeah, okay with that. A, yeah. And, and as a llama, I mean, they're used for pack animals too. Right. So, <laughs> that's, and that's sometimes how so I felt, perfect. you know, yes. yeah. And, yes. and, but, but they can't and, get there without you. <laughs> that, exactly. It, somebody's got to carry the baggage, you know? Um, and, and that's okay. That's okay. That's, that's the main point of all of this is that you don't have to be the goat. You just don't have to, um, if it happens, great, but you don't have to, to be happy. You can be a llama. You can, you know, have people pile things on you and carry for them. Um, and you can, you know, you can even take, take back a little of that because, you know, if, if somebody, if you're not pleased with somebody, 
you know, llamas have this habit of spitting on people or things, you know, or, or, or other animals if they're, if they've like had it with them, you know? So, Hey, you know what? Just spit a little. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you can still get pissed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but and then again, we're not saying that you're just, oh, go this way and you'll never be mad again. But what will happen is your how long you fixate on things just goes down a lot more. So like, yeah, there's That's days where right. I just go, fuck, I really messed up at work or like, God, I have to deal with this thing. But um, I don't tear myself down anymore and I don't go, God, everyone's going to think I'm a loser. I just go, well, eh, okay. That's another thing I got to deal with. Right. Um, so there was a really great article and I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it. Um, and, and it was an article that, um, was basically talking about the mental health of people who, um, only see their careers as a ladder mm. rather than laterally. So ladder versus okay. lateral. Got and, it. Yeah. Um, and, and how um, in the article it was stated, and I'll try to find it for you guys. I could not find it to save my life again. It's one of those articles. You just don't, you know, I just like can't <laughs> never find it again. Yeah. Um, but it was basically talking about, you know, um, people do not appreciate the, um, just, just how great it is to not be promoted. Mm. I know, I know that's crazy guys, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but instead of seeing that as a lack of opportunity, um, to see it as an opportunity. So right. if, if you're just going laterally along in your career, um, instead of just going up and up and up and up and up, I mean, think about what a master you become in that realm and True you're not ever going to be thought of as the goat and they're not going to write articles about you, but the people at the top are going to know, or at least the yeah. person right above you is going to know. Right. And, um, and that we really need to start embracing that sort of lateral movement in our careers, at least for better mental health. Everyone's touting about how important mental health is. Yeah. But when you've got that ladder mentality, um, it's, it's, I think it's a dangerous place for mental health. What do you think, Valerie? I totally agree with you. And just like you said before, how how you were always, you know, trying to think of, you know, climbing that ladder and and wherever you were, it, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't good enough at the time. You had to go higher because of other people's expectations, maybe even a little bit of your own expectations, you know, but, but uh, you know, moving laterally, um, yeah, there's there's just nothing wrong with that. And I love that, you know, comparison of, you know, rather than moving up the ladder, moving laterally, that that's a, a really good, you know, analogy, you know, using the ladder. But yeah, so I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, if it makes you happy to be an achiever and a go getter and being a go you know, find out who you are and embrace that and embrace it fully. So if it also means I really don't want to put that, like, like Sharon has changed careers so many times. Um, and, and I'll put a link to that episode for you all, uh, to take a listen to, because, um, I think this really pity piggybacks really nicely with, um, her episode, which is changing careers is the norm, um, where, once you get into something, you know, like she got into law school and, and realized, um, she wasn't going to be a lawyer. 
she got her JD. She, you know, so she's Dr. Sharon. If you, if, if any lawyer ever went by that, um, <laughs> but, but she said that she understood her own limitations. She said, what you would, I would need to put in to be a good defense attorney or even an average one, she said was not what I was willing to give up with my family and my life. Well, and, good for her. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. Um, you know, now she's in real estate and the work-life balance is just phenomenal mm-hmm. and she doesn't have the desire to, to be the best real estate in the freaking country or yeah, in Phoenix. Right. like she said that her, her goal is if she can take her family on, um, a week vacation and not worry about it. She's like, mm-hmm. that's when I'll know I ha- I'd, I'll have a good year. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that being a goal. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's, first of all, it is achievable. You know, she's making sure that it's achievable eventually. Um, And, you know, and and that's what, that's the standard that, that she's keeping herself to. Mm -hmm. And again, you, you know, she's, she's probably finding joy in, in doing that. Um, she's helping other people. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's great when you can ev- eventually get to that point. Um, now, now one thing that I think is interesting too, is that <clears throat> as, as young people, you know, we're always, most young people are very idealistic. You know, they, they want to, you know, maybe they want to be famous. Maybe they want to be, you know, well, a model or an actor. I just wanted to revolutionize education. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Just that very simple, very, very. I wanted to be the Martin Luther King of, of education guys. Right. (laughs) True story. And, and, and I think that that is just, that just comes along with youth. You know, you, you think you're invincible and that you you think you're the most intelligent and insightful. Yeah. Why hasn't anyone else done this? Exactly. Why isn't anyone else protesting on the street with me? Like I did, I was read for Ed before any, anyone. Right. Remember that? Right. Um, Yep. Yep. That's right. But, but, you know, you know, reality eventually sets in and, and you, you know, harsh reality, sometimes very harsh. Yes. And, you know, you're going to have a lot of people stand in your way. Um, There's certain things that are put in place to make sure that certain things don't change. Right. No matter how hard you try. And then you realize how many people came before you with the same vision and you read all these books and, and you go, Oh my God, this, this idea has been going on for like 40 years. Right. Yeah. You're not the first to think of it, but you know, <laughs> as, as a young person, you, you think you are, you know, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with thinking, well, what can I do to, you know, make things better? There's obviously, right. there's nothing wrong with that. People there's a need for that. that. Yeah. An absolute need for that. But, you know, are you going to find the cure for cancer or, you know, anything, something huge like that? It, probably not, you know, but you could even, you could maybe even take steps as, you know, like a lab, you know, researcher person, you know, you, you, you could take steps in that direction that others can build on as a foundation in their trying to find a cure for cancer, let's say. Right. You can still contribute to the conversation or to the change. Like, 
I, I felt like I did a lot of contribution when I was chair of the site leadership team at, at my school in Illinois. And I felt like I did, um, you know, a lot when I would do these presentations of like the learning services that we offered at the university, like, you know, that may or may not have inspired other people to take that idea and run with it and make it even better. Right. Um, right. And, and, and maybe, um, maybe there was some school improvement because of committees I sat on and things like that. Right. Um, and you may never know, may never know. And, and being okay with that again, this is all, um, you know, I know you're not a Buddhist Valerie, but this is all a, a very Buddhist way of looking at the world in that, um, you don't have to be the center of the universe. You can be, you can just realize yourself as being part of the universe. Right. And, and, and I love that you had had said like all the things that you created are owned by that university because you're just a cog in the machine. Yeah. And I cried so hard. Cause I was like, this is like Pink Floyd was rewarding me about this. Like every <laughs> anarchist punk rock, bone in my body, the, the feminist, the riot girl, the, you know, like the indie rocker, um, every part of me was screaming. How did I get, how did I get here? How am I now a, a cog, right? Freaking cog or the brick in the wall. It was devastating <laughs> to hear you say that, but you said it in such a loving way. It wasn't condescending or anything, but it was that, and then I had to take it to, to my Buddhist teachings and be like, oh, but wait, um, it's necessary to be a part of that structure for mm -hmm. humanity to move in a certain way. Even if it's the smallest little thing, mm -hmm. it's still a part of the bigger picture, which I think we all like to think we're a part of, and that is bettering humanity. I don't know, took it, took it from really generic to super deep, but I think that is how but it's I true. <laughs> it's true. You know, I mean, it, and, the, and philosophers have talked about this for time out of mind, you know, right. philosophizing on, per, you know, purpose, what, you know, your purpose in the world or in the universe or whatever. Why are we here? What do we yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'd think that, it would, it, you would be like, well, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what I'm trying to say, but you'd think we'd get it by now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. That yeah. <laughs> but, but, but again, it's something that has been going on, you know, forever. And, and every know, generation has thought about this absolutely way or absolutely. another. Yeah. And so if you're struggling with your identity and you're looking at your identity as um, what I do, who I, you know, what I've studied, um, my master's degree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one thing I loved about the French and I've, I've, I've mentioned this before is they never ask you what you do for a living. Mm. And I loved that. And I actually sometimes feel offended when Americans ask me what I do for a living. Cause I'm like, man, we really are hooked on that. Right. Like, right. Why right. Don't you ask me like what, what I like to do for fun, because that's where my identity lies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I mean, cause I hate telling people what my job is. My job mm -hmm. has the lamest, there's not, it's not a doctor, lawyer, teacher. It's not right. that simple banker. It's not that 
basic and simple. It's a very complex sort of support staff at a university that's involved with scholarship hours. And, and by the time I explain it, the person's already walked away or fallen asleep. (laughs) And, and I don't, want to talk about work when I'm not there. That's part of the llama life, right? It's true. We don't, we don't want to sit there and talk about the achievements or lack thereof or all the things. It's like when people ask me about work, I go, you know, I, I just don't really like to talk about work when I'm not at work. Now I talk about it a lot on the podcast, but usually to throw shade (laughs) (laughs) and, and not in a deep, deep way. Uh, you know, like I don't, I don't really go into the mundane, you know, day-to-day stuff. It's more of like this just sort of orbital thing that occurs around me in my life. But, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. my identity is so much different than that. And right. And, and, and I think that that it should be. I mean, in my opinion, you know, it, it's your, your life should be more than your job. It should be. It should. Yeah. Be. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I think that's a really neat place to, to wrap it up and put a bow on it. Okay. Right. Like your job shouldn't be your identity. I mean, unless that's you right. have some other thoughts, I know you, you said that you were, you were coming prepared. Um, well, yeah, you know, I was just thinking because we were we were talking the other day too about you know passion and and sometimes oh. you know, how we lose our passion and 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 I said something like having fun is uh, is as important as having passion. Yeah. Um, you know, you and, and where passion, passion where is passion, right? So, like, we're not necessarily talking about sexual or romantic passion. No. Um, we're talking about that sort of uh, joie de vivre, right? Like right. The, 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 the joy of living, the joy of life. And exactly. What, what gets you out of bed every day? Right, right. And you never get bored of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, and I think that, you know, we've had that conversation before. And I think that, you know, after a while of you, you know, thinking about that, you know, that's kind of where your podcast idea came. And, and I, and I remember thinking when we, you and I talked about it, that is exactly what you were meant to do, you know? And, and so you do, you know, sometimes if you can slow down your uh, perspective of what you're doing for work, then you can find the thing that in in life that can that you can be passionate about that can bring you joy and that, exactly yeah and you know i really appreciate you saying that because um you know it is it is definitely like you know there's highs and lows of podcasting right there's right. certain guests that i have that i'm just like oh i don't <laughs> know if i'm this into this conversation or um you know that's just natural human interactions right right um, right but then i have other conversations i'm like wow that is why i'm doing this podcast right or right. you know someone will message me and be like um wow i i really liked the certain guest you had and they really mm-hmm really kind of validated my own thoughts and, or mm-hmm. like, thank you for having this, you know, platform. And, you know, I'm just like, Whoa, <laughs> like I don't even yeah. know people or, or I do, you know, um, friends do it too. Um, but, um, you know, and I've always said this, like the, the podcast is the first time that I've put something together that only serves, um, 
my interests and it just so happens um, positively affects others. Whereas at work or my career or going to school for my career, it was always to get to something else. Right. And in turn, um, maybe even helping others achieve Mm -hmm. um, instead of me. Right. Right. I mean, if you can help others achieve more of what they they want to achieve, that that's that's an achievement in, you know, in your own self, too. So, yeah, but it doesn't last that long. (laughs) I enjoy that, you know, um, like being a teacher, you know, that's all you're trying to do. And after a while, you just realize like now, granted, there's certain people out there. I think I just wasn't meant to be a classroom teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I put my 10 years in and I loved it and maybe I'll go back again someday. But there's some people that, you know, stay in it for 20, 30 years and they and they every day have that joy. Like my friend right. that just retired. Every every year she had an amazing trip planned for the students. She she loved her job. Um, you know, and and some people are just like that, and that's amazing. And she was yeah. able to intertwine her actual um, passion in being outdoorsy with being a biology teacher and anyone that oh yeah her as a teacher just Mm -hmm. loved her because she was always like let's go backpacking you know or or um you know rock climbing or kayaking or spelunking or you know all these things Mm -hmm. um that's fantastic and i tried to do that a little bit with with my students and i'm actually going to take my student workers camping um here in a couple weeks but um you know not, not, uh, not all of us have it in us to just push everyone else forward and not really true have us feel anything. I don't know. I I guess I just don't have that personality type. Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, we're all different and, um, what is it they say? That's what makes the world go round. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And I'm saying, but so true. I mean, I, and I have to say, I mean, of course I love seeing people succeed. Um, that's, that's not at all what I'm saying. It's just that sometimes, especially when you're not making any money and you're, Mm -hmm. and you're, and you're feeling the stress of not making enough money to make any, like when I cried, uh, that time that I didn't have any money to drive home to, to Tucson from Nogales, like that was really hard. And Mm -hmm. it becomes this sort of imbalance where, um, how much is my helping others, um, relating hurting you you, actually right and and relating to how little I'm able to help myself because yeah if your bucket's empty you can't really help others and that could be financial or spiritual but Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day um I don't know just find find your passion y'all right and and what would Mike tell me find out what you love and do it as often as you can yeah or do more of it yeah exactly yeah so I saw that on a sign actually the other day. I, I was at um, a craft store, and um, I it it was a picture of a dog, and it said "Do more of what you love" or something like that. I I may have it. I'll send it to you if I have it. But um, and we'll post it I, on Instagram. Yeah, I, if I still have it, because. Um, I, and, and the funny thing was, is that I called Mike and, or I, 
texted him a picture of it, you know, and I said, so I, I think I've heard somebody else say this before and <laughs> dang it. If, if, if the picture didn't go through, so it was Aww. very anticlimactic because I had to wait until I got <laughs> home to Sean. So. <laughs> oh man. That's always the fun part of technology is like, did you see it? What? <laughs> no, it didn't come through. Well, we just got new phones. And so for some reason, my, my picture wasn't going through for text. So anyway. Oh, the joy of the new phone. Yes. I've had struggles with my new phone as of late and, uh, and it's resulted in a couple different, um, Orders of 43 rolls of toilet paper being sent to me in the last Oh my goodness. Two two different times and um, getting another order uh, that I had not anticipated from um, another company that I, you know, it's like a no plastic company that I get like cleaning supplies from. And lo and behold, there's a package at my door that I didn't order. And it's all because of my new phone. And I went through (laughs) their apps and I didn't do something right. And they were like, well, you have like a couple accounts, both of the companies. And I was like, Oh, oh <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Who stole my identity? Oh, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Valerie, that should be a crime, you. huh? <laughs> right. Valerie, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast and unpacking that hashtag llama life, living Mm. life is moderately achieving as opposed to that goat life, the greatest of all time. And I just want to say you might be a llama, but you are the greatest of all time to me (laughs) and, 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 and strong, amazing, uh, women life coaches of, of my, of my life. Well, thank you. It all comes out of love. So Yay. All right. Well, <laughs> well, thanks for having me. And I've, I've enjoyed talking about this too. Cause I, I am, you know, I, I am passionate about that, you know, being a llama. So works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank you I so love you much. too. Thanks for listening. And if you think this is worth listening to, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Be kind to each other, listen to each other, and let's stop being separated by our differences. I don't want to be an army.